Welcome back to Tooth and Claw. Today we're doing our regular news roundup where we go over the past month's biggest animal attack headlines. One of the biggest stories to make waves recently was the trainer at Scales and Tails who got bit and rolled on by Darth Gator, the alligator that she works with over there. And uh, we actually got her on the show with us for an interview. Her name is Lindsay Bull and she was truly just a delight to have on the show with us. Really, really cool person. So you'll be hearing that interview take place a little bit later on in this episode. But yeah, it really is a crazy video. And if you want to check that out before listening to this episode, you can find it over on our Instagram account at Tooth and Claw Podcast. And uh, while you're over there, you may as well give us a follow too. We're always trying at least to post some really interesting and cool content for wildlife lovers. So yeah, check it out. And uh, one last quick bit of housekeeping. We are officially sold out of the Tooth and Claw t-shirts and are working fast to get them back on the digital shelves as soon as we can. Thanks again for buying us out of stock like that. Pretty awesome problem to have, in my opinion. Okay, once again, I've been talking way too much. Let's get to the show. Hey everyone, welcome to Tooth and Claw. This is a podcast where we talk about animal attacks, and we like to talk about the perspective uh, of the animals. We like to kind of get into why the animals did what they did, and how people could uh, potentially not run into those same problems. Cool. And we're here to educate. And to have a good time while doing it. And the reason we can do that is because I'm a wildlife biologist and I've learned a lot about animals. <laughs> cool. Jeff, what are you? Uh, I'm your field tech and I just have a bunch of other jobs I go through. Yeah. Mike? I'm the currently unemployed. Oh man, dude, don't remind me. <laughs> I wake up every day with the crushing realization that my life is hurtling towards the oblivion. I have nothing oh, to show no. for it. No, man. I don't like this whole idea that we aren't worth anything if we're not working. I think that's wrong. <laughs> I think sometimes we shouldn't work for a little while. I think that's- We healthy. are working. We're working right now. On the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> this working hard. We're having fun. I'm oh, sweating. Just taking off his shirt. He's sweating. Oh, he took it all. Though. He took both shirts off. <laughs> oh, we just okay. So wait, what are what are we doing specifically today? So Wes? first of all, we're doing our news episode today. We're going to talk about different animal news items that we found noteworthy. It's summer, so there's a lot of them, and mm -hmm. we're just gonna we're probably just gonna scratch the surface. But uh, we got a special guest later on that we're excited to talk to. Ooh, um, mom! We're hoping she shows up. It's not mom. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> oh, I wish we're you guys could see up. Jeff's disappointed face when I said it wasn't <laughs> mom. It's weird to do a news episode right now, Wes. Right? Because like there haven't really been a lot of animal attacks in the past. There's been so many. There's been so many. Let's catch up on a couple things real quick first, though. So, uh, big milestone we just hit. We hit our thousandth review. So oh, we got everyone. it. We got it. We did, it. We but then it. I checked today and we were like back 20 again. Uh-oh. Oh, so some, some people, people deleted, deleted their reviews. <laughs> so what we happened? People playing with our hearts. Let's look. Okay. Oh, no. Okay. It it's just my phone. We're good. It's 1,018. Oh, phew. Man. My life almost meant nothing again. <laughs> <laughs> Mike's hanging on by a thread. <laughs> and if he goes, we all go. We got yeah. that packed. So yep. we got to take care of Mike. <laughs> All right, so we are going to talk about our news episode, or our news stories today. Um, do you guys have anything else you need to talk about before we go into our, our news? Uh, no. Nothing okay. to get off your chest, Jeff? Nah, I'm good. He just showed us his chest. Um, <laughs> all right, so the first thing I want to talk about, I'm, I'm going to go first, if you guys don't mind. 
we're going to talk about the Ovando bear attack briefly. Um, we did mention this attack during our grizzly, our most recent grizzly episode, which is titled, I believe, Al, the man who punched a grizzly. But um, there were a few more details that came out about this attack that I wanted to bring up. This was a really tragic one because, unfortunately, the woman who was attacked did end up dying. Uh, her name was Leah Davis Loken, and she was attacked and killed in her tent in the early mornings of July 6th. And this was a grizzly bear attack in Ovando, Montana, which isn't far from where me and Jeff grew up. It's where I live right now in Missoula, and I was just in Ovando fishing the other day. And you saw um, a bear. saw a black bear. Yeah, I saw a black bear while I was fishing. And we saw a badger, too. Whoa. Hmm. Nice. Yeah. Badgers. Anyway, cool. we did talk about this attack a little bit. What had happened is this bear had been seen in town recently. It was, like, picked up on some security cameras. It had raided a chicken coop and was causing some problems. And she was actually, like, camped right pretty much in town next to the post office. And there were some other campers there. They were, like, bicyclists on this big, long bike ride, I guess. And... um. The bear came in and it was messing around with this other campsite and they got out and actually sprayed it apparently and the bear took off and then it came back later a few hours later uh, middle of the night and collapsed this woman's tent from what I heard just pretty much killed her inside the tent pulled her out and started feeding on her and then um, some of the other campers responded and chased the bear off. So that's what we know. They did catch the bear a couple days later. It was raiding another chicken coop and they uh, caught it did some DNA testing and realized it was the right bear and ended up euthanizing it because it killed this woman and fed on her. So really, uh, a campsite attack like that, it's pretty cut and dry. It's not going to be a surprise. It's not like a bear naturally defending its cubs. What I'm trying to say is they never leave those bears. If they can catch them, they will euthanize them. Do you want to explain that? Like how the, I mean, animals kind of just get one strike when attacking humans? Well, it depends. Yeah. So like, for example, in 2011, there was a bear that attacked and killed a guy in, in Yellowstone, him and his, his girlfriend or wife or something were attacked. And it, they were way out in the backcountry. They rounded a corner. They didn't have bear spray or anything. And they surprised a mother with cubs. It attacked and killed this guy. And they didn't kill that bear because it was acting like a bear naturally does. Mm. These people ignored some signs. It, it, you know, it, it was this whole thing. And they made the decision not to kill that bear just because it wasn't outside of its natural behavior. And that's just like a mother protecting her cubs. Now, on the other hand, this woman was camping pretty much in a small town where the bear shouldn't necessarily be in the first place. And it invaded her campsite, attacked her in the middle of the night, and tried to feed on her. And so that's much more predatory behavior. And that's a bear that if you leave that bear, there's a good chance it's going to get into trouble again. And so that's one where managers are just going to make the decision to euthanize it because it's a really big liability to have that animal out there still. If it did attack and kill someone else, then they would have like their family would have a really good legal basis to like sue the government or whatever for a lot of money because they knew that bear was trouble and they left it. Okay. So that's kind of the that's kind of the mindset behind those decisions. And that's what happened in Ovando. Obviously super tragic. And while we're on that note, I'm just going to roll right into another really tragic bear attack, which happened in Alberta. Uh, Alberta is just north of Montana. It's a Canadian province. They have both black and grizzly bears in Alberta. And this one actually is a black bear attack, a predatory black bear attack. 
It's a woman who is working as a helicopter engineer for a tree planting operation for a logging company, and she was killed by a black bear in Swan Hills, Alberta. Oh, man. So this was in, I believe, July. There's really not that many details about the attack, but a co-worker witnessed this mauling, and he was able to scare the bear off, but by the time they like got her to the airport... She was dead. Oh, wow. And you don't know, like, why she died? No, I mean, there, Probably like the I bear. said, there's... Yeah, there's the bear. Yeah. <laughs> Not that many details about this one, but I did look into Alberta attacks a little bit, and there's been six fatal black bear attacks in Alberta since 1958, which doesn't sound like that many, but I was actually a little shocked. That was more than I would have expected to have six fatal ones. I'm sure there's been a lot more that weren't fatal. But for black bear attacks, that's that's fairly high, and that's since 1958. So that's what, like, the last 60 years. Yeah, in our we had a black bear episode not too long ago where the the math basically broke it down to that there's one predatory black bear per generation of black bears in North America, right. more or less. One in a million. One in a million. Eight, there's 800,000 black bears in North America, so a little bit less than one per generation. But this is saying one a decade. This is six fatal attacks in just Alberta over the last 60 years. So yeah, one a decade in Alberta, which to me, for just being like one province in Canada, seemed a little high. I was a little shocked that there was that many. Are Um, you saying America, Mike, or North America? That's North America. North America. That's all of black bears. Yeah. Well, that doesn't Um, add up with what stat you just said. One generation. Yeah, it's saying, well, no, he's saying that like, out of every million black bears, there's one that might kill people. Uh-huh. And there's a new generation of black bears like every three years. It works. That works out. Oh, uh, I see. I was thinking human generations. No, 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 no. No, bear mm. generations. We're talking bear years. You know how, you know, like dog years? Yeah. What is the conversion rate of bear years and dog years? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> That's a good question. Well, like how old do bears, what do you think the average bear life is? I would say the average black bear life is probably around like 18 to 20 years in the wild. That's their average? How long they live? Yeah, they probably live to be like 30 in the, in like captivity, but they can live to be 30 in the wild. Okay, so it's like five, five or four. You know what I just learned? I saw a bunch of wolves this week. The wolves in Yellowstone, their average lifespan is like four years. That's really quick. Why do they die? I don't know. I don't know if like what an average wolf lifespan is or if that's just Yellowstone. I don't know. I work with a bunch of wolf biologists, though, so I'm like learning a ton about wolves. It's really fun. I got to watch wolves <laughs> feeding on carcasses all week. It was the best week. So a little bit more about Alberta and black bears, though. The last time they did a population estimate was actually in 1993, and they guessed there was roughly 40,000 bears in the province, So which is a, that's a decent amount of bears for the size of Alberta. Uh, There's likely more than that now. And they have some spots in Alberta where the density of black bears is pretty high too. So there's like one area there where they have roughly 370 bears per 100,000 square kilometers. And the average for Western states in the United States is about 308 bears per 1,000 square kilometers. So a little bit higher than average. And uh, black bears can be found in roughly 75% of Alberta. So if you're in Alberta, you're probably in black bear country. Be careful. Consider moving, maybe. No, I wouldn't <laughs> say you should move just because black bears are around. I saw probably 15 black bears this week. It was a good week for me with black bears. Jeez. Wow. All right. Do one of you guys want to tell one of your news stories? Yeah, I'll go. Jeff, why don't you go? Yeah, so this is a new segment 
Okay. Uh, oh, okay. Probably just... just probably just this episode though. Shooting right. from the hip and here. Let's hear it. Called Coyotes Be Wildin'. <laughs> Are these? Oh, so you're doing all the Vancouver coyotes? Yeah. Since December 2020, there's been 34 attacks in this area in Vancouver by Stanley Park, like in that area. And just like last week, there was a little boy who was bit on the leg. This woman and her friend were picnicking, and a coyote just came up and bit them both on the leg and ran off. Yeah. And Dude, they're having a huge the problem there. Yeah, like 34 this year is just crazy to me. Yeah, there's a Hollywood actor that was attacked there. Really? There's some crazy <laughs> stuff happening one. in Stanley Park. Who? <laughs> yeah, uh, just we're, say, we're, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil it because I like that's on my list for an entire episode. So they're saying that it's probably like people leaving food around the park, and then they have signs where there's coyotes, and people are just ignoring the signs and like picnicking right in those areas. Yeah. Um, Did any of these attacks consist of the coyotes painting a tunnel on a, a rock <laughs> and people trying to run through them? Or like them getting like big. Anvil. That's how you get a coyote is you drop an anvil. Yeah, you just on drop an anvil, and there will yeah. be a coyote underneath yeah. every well, time. Isn't normally like the coyote gets himself with the anvil because he's always right. the one that's pulling true. that stuff out. Yeah, um, yeah. It's more active dawn and dusk, crepuscular. Yep. They might be being fed. It said, and then there's this one whole article. Of a biologist saying that she thinks they might have found drugs and ate them because they're acting so strange. Uh, okay. <laughs> the headline of the article is, The coyote attacks in Canada might be partly fueled by eating drugs, expert says. What? Expert. What expert? I'll give you, I'll give you a name. Uh, it's Alexander something. Wait. <laughs> That's her last name. So it's... Uh, Dr. Shelley Alexander. Oh, she's a PhD. Yeah. Well, you know, I'm not going to say that she's wrong. Like, yeah. who knows what like, these coyotes are getting into. It could be like mushrooms or something. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like then the coyotes would just be lost in like deep thought and thinking about. Well, maybe they think. Like life. Yeah. Their place in the universe. Maybe in the they universe. just like viewing the humans yeah. as a big old hamburger. Or a roadrunner. Maybe their, their clarity <laughs> realized like, hey, we need to get rid of these humans. Can't blame them. We're for sure going to do a whole episode on coyotes and like the Stanley Park attacks are going to be pretty prominent in it. Have either of you been to Stanley Park? No. Okay. It's really cool. Really? Why? It's huge. There's like an aquarium. There's all sorts of neat stuff there. What else is there? Uh, There's an aquarium. <laughs> is it by the beach? <laughs> yeah. It's like it's in this little inlet and it's just like a massive. It's almost like you're on an island, mm. but uh, like tons of trees and it's huge. And it's really a cool. bunch of coyotes. And coyotes. Yep. If you want to get attacked by a coyote, that's where you should go. Coyotes be wild. So that that's it for coyotes be wild. <laughs> Good segment. Cool. I can't wait yeah, for it to come. Great back. segment. Uh, coyotes are such a fascinating animal to me. You guys should read this book called Coyote America, and it goes over like the history of coyotes in America and like how adaptable of a predator they are, and just how amazing they are. Like, because we've tried multiple times to get rid of coyotes. And there's states that are still kind of trying to get rid of them. And they just like can't because coyotes are so good at surviving. They're amazing animals. Interesting. Great. Mike, you want to tell a story? Yeah, sure. My news story is the bee attack that just happened down in Arizona recently. Oh, yeah. I'm glad you saw this one. You know how I feel about bees. Yeah. How do you? You like bees. You're pro bee. I'm pro. 
Yeah. I am too. Bees are sweet. I'll tell it. There is this 10-year-old kid at the park. <laughs> and he, this is my story. He tripped in the grass and a bee stung him on the hand. Oh, that's not it. So that's a different one. Oh, that's, that's a good a one, though. One. All right. Yeah. His hand was in pain for a little while. Yeah, the stinger was stuck in there. Yeah. Uh, did you know that when bees sting people, it releases kind of some kind of attractant to other bees? So yeah. when you get oh, stung, really? you're, yeah, more bees are so on their way. up on you? Well, that's my story. Now let's hear the real one. Oh, so yeah, just a couple of weeks ago down in Arizona, the details are pretty sparse. So I don't know exactly what led up to the attack uh, exactly. I don't know if people were messing with this hive or, or what exactly was going on. But there was a hundred pound beehive outside of this person's house. And somehow the swarm got all riled up and it ended up stinging this guy and two other people like hundreds of times. And I, I didn't know this, but even if you aren't allergic to bees, I guess if you get stung enough, it, it's maybe just common sense. If you get stung enough by enough bees, they can kill you. And this guy ended up dying. And uh, yeah, I, I just thought it was really surprising just because I'd never heard of uh a fatal bee attack, really? I know that there are some species of bees over uh, in other countries and p- parts of the world where it's a very serious concern, but this is like a domestic bee attack that ended well, in a fatality. Yeah, so my my guess, and I'm not totally sure here, so there is like an Africanized type of honeybee that we have now in the U.S. that they've they've earned the nickname Killer Bees because they are more aggressive or like territorial, I guess, for bees than our typical just like run-of-the-mill honeybee. Uh, they're still bees. They're still honeybees, but we do have those, and I know they have them in Arizona. So my guess is that's probably what this guy came across and like what he got ended up getting stung by. But when you think about it, when a bee stings you, it's pumping venom into you. It's just a tiny bit of it, but it, that is venom. And if you get thousands of little, you know, bee injections of venom, it's a lot of venom. That adds up to a lot, and it can kill a person. Is there anything you can do if you're getting stung by that many bees? Like, stop, yeah, drop, I, I and think, roll? I think the best thing is you just run away. Pool, um, and then jump I, in the pool. I also think, like, getting in water, yeah. sting your Achilles tendon. Uh, yeah. Then it might be a little bit harder to run, but you'll probably still be okay. <laughs> yeah, I think getting away, getting in water... Just getting out of there. I've seen it before, too, where people, like, when they start getting stung, if you, like, stop moving, that that can help. But if it were me, I would just say, like, get away. You got stung by a hornet's nest a bunch once. Yeah, I I stepped in a yellow jacket nest once, and they stung me, like, on my eyes, my ears, and my mouth, everywhere. Yeah. And, like, Grandpa and Aunt Terry were there, and they were, like, watching a badger. And they were like, hey, look at this badger. And I was like, I'm getting stung by hornets. And they were just like, come check out this badger. And no one was helping me because they were watching a badger. Well, I mean, badgers, badgers are um, pretty cool. Badgers are I know. Cool. I, don't, I don't totally blame them. Um, bees are cool and they're worth keeping around. And what I'm supposing was happening is this person may have actually been trying to remove the hive. I, this is okay. totally just my own conjecture. So take this with a grain of salt. But I just wanted to bring this up because if you do have a beehive, there are multiple sources you can contact who will come and remove the bees for free, and it'll be harmless to you and to the bees. Oh, so I didn't know that. Uh, do that, okay? Because bees are bees are uh, yeah. We want we want bees. Bees, bees are, are beautiful. <laughs> Wait, bees are be- beautiful. <laughs> 
I love watching Jeff try and work his way through. <laughs> I this couldn't one. get it. Be careful. <laughs> so I do think you're supposed to. You're supposed to just like run away. And something else I've heard is that you're not really supposed to like flail around a lot and whatnot because that can just attract more bees. So just get away, but do it as calmly as possible. And then, yeah. Do you guys remember that Jack? I think it was in the last Jackass movie where Steve-O and I think uh, Ryan England or whatever his name is, they had uh, like a tether ball that was full of bees. Yeah. And they were just hitting it back and forth. Yeah, and they yeah, and they just were getting stung so much. Yeah. Anyway, they I'm really excited for funny the new ideas, don't Jackass they? movie. Yeah, they sure do. All right, I got a few more. So my next one is an otter attack. What? Um, Whoa. Yeah. This one was pretty interesting to me. So a 12 year old boy from Butte, Montana, was attacked by an otter. Uh, he was swimming in the Big Hole River, which this isn't again very far from home for me and Jeff. Butte's about an hour and a half away from Missoula. But him and his cousin were floating the Big Hole River when an otter approached them and started attacking them. Um, I guess, like, <laughs> they tried to avoid it is what they said, but then it came up and attacked him. His, this kid's name is Trace Knighton, and it bit his ankle, his head, his arms, and his hands. I guess there was some chunks missing out of his arm. He got stitches and staples, but he's fine, um, which is just crazy to me. It's not every day you get otter attacks no so otter attacks are super rare really they only happen when they're defending their young or if you're like entering an area where maybe they're feeding and they're trying to be territorial of that particular feeding area but really my guess is that this otter probably had young nearby and that the boys just got too close to it so you otter avoid i was gonna use that (laughs) we all had the joke that's why you otter be careful out there yeah (laughs) anyway so luckily this kid was fine as he he like floated down and his dad collected him and like he took him to the hospital and um, a little funny aside from the article i read about it it said at the hospital a nurse offered trace a popsicle and he said he was definitely good with that as long as it wasn't an otter pop that's really funny (laughs) yeah who knows if that journalist just made that up or not but pretty funny yeah it's pretty Next level joke for a dumb little kid. (laughs) Yeah. So otters don't really, they're not an aggressive animal. They are a mustelid though. So they're in the same family as like weasels, wolverines, some of these animals that are predatory and otters are predatory and they're not predatory to humans, but they do act like predators. And if you do get too close to their young, they're probably going to be aggressive. And uh, that's what happened here probably. But there aren't a ton of details. You know, it's cute. What? That otter I saw in Yellowstone this spring with you. Oh, you saw a muskrat in Yellowstone this spring with me. <laughs> I saw a but muskrat. We can argue about that. I saw a muskrat hour. in the river and I was like adamant that it was an otter because it had like a yeah. cute face and like I only saw it for a bit. <laughs> that, and it took me way argument. too long to like concede that it was just a muskrat. I don't think you ever did concede. I think that just now you conceding was the first time you conceded that it was. Oh, a I did concede, but that's all right. Jeff's Jeff's main argument was that it had a cute face. Yeah, it's well, a good I argument. Like, I was like, Jeff, it has a long, slender tail and like a round body, and he's like, Yeah, but did you see its face and how cute it was? <laughs> <laughs> I'm on Jeff's right. side. Okay, fair enough. I think it's just an otter um, with a real skinny tail. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. So uh, one other story that we got sent a lot was about this guy who was terrorized by a grizzly in Alaska. 
And this happened in July, uh, I believe. But this guy who, he was like up in this remote mining camp north of Nome, Alaska. And apparently he was attacked by a bear. It dragged him down by the river. And then all of these articles that I read, there was no information on how that ended. But somehow he made it back into like a shed. And then he wrote SOS on top of the shed and help me. And then says that for days at night, this this bear would come back and terrorize him. He was down to his last few rounds of ammunition when they helped him, or when they finally found him. And it was like a Coast Guard helicopter that was going out with some biologists to count dead seals and whales and stuff. And they noticed this guy and they went down and saved him. And he said that it had just been like an absolute nightmare that this bear had been showing up and had been, again, terrorizing him. I feel pretty bad for this dude. I'm wondering about like how scary that would be and how you keep saying it terrorized him. Yeah. And just like hypothetically, if the bear was just like trying to like mess with him and scare him really bad. Do you think it'd be scarier if the bear came in the cabin with a hockey mask on? Or is just a bear enough scary? I think the bear enough is scary. I I think I'd be less scared if it was wearing a hockey mask. You know, I'm not trying to downplay this, and I do believe this guy's story. It's just... um, Confusing as a biologist. yeah, Yeah, there's so few details about it. I'm guessing that he's probably just in a pretty remote area where there isn't like a great food source for these bears. And so this one was like, oh, I might have something here. I'm going to keep checking this out, but I don't totally, like it says he had two rounds left in his gun and stuff, and I don't totally know why he didn't just try and kill the bear. That's what I was wondering. Like he's almost out of ammunition? Like why not just like use it? Right, or like why he's out there in the first place. I'm not sure. There's just like a lot of unanswered questions with that whole ordeal. Well, Uh, maybe we'll get more details and do like a little Yeah, a correction corner. Yeah. Yeah. I will say, like, if you're out in the middle of nowhere and a bear keeps showing up at your cabin and you've already been mauled and you're injured, that would be really scary. That's a, a terrifying thing to have keep happening. But I just wish there was a little bit more details on this one because I don't totally understand what's happening. We got sent it a bunch of times, and I didn't really have a great answer for those of you who sent it to us because I still don't really understand what happened. So maybe... It wasn't even worth bringing up. Maybe the bear was eating drugs. <laughs> yeah, that's probably what it was. Bears eating drugs. <laughs> Maybe the guy was eating drugs. Uh. Another, yeah, true. Another bear attack just happened this week near Ennis, Montana. Two guys were attacked. Um, they had their dog, and they pretty much rounded a corner and immediately got attacked. The first guy got mauled a bit. I think it bit his shoulder and mauled his, the top half of him. And then the dog ran in, interjected itself in the attack. The bear pinned the dog down. And then the bear went for the other guy and bit his hands up pretty bad. And the first guy managed to get his bear spray, sprayed the bear, and that ended the attack. Is it grizzly bear, you said? Yeah, grizzly bear, just south of Venice, Montana. Apparently, they uh, didn't have any major injuries, but it was a really, really scary the ordeal dogs for are these right? guys. The dog's all right, too, Um, but the dog did get bit pretty bad, but now it's okay. Seems like a good Um, dog. Yeah, does seem like a good dog. Oh, and and something I actually want to talk about that. So I'm sure these guys credit the dog with saving them, and it kind of did, but there's also a really good chance that because that dog was there, it escalated the attack in the first place. Yeah. Dogs can really cause bears to get much more upset than they would otherwise, and so that attack might have ended quicker had that dog not been there. But 
the dog also did seem to help. So it's kind of a, a weird, like, I don't think that's a catch-22, but it's a... You gotta give the yeah. dog some extra treats, though, still, for, yeah. you know, yeah, the dog standing still up to the bear. Sure. It's a good point that, I mean, you never see a dog and a bear getting along, you know? They're, they seem like mortal Ooh, lifelong what about enemies. that polar bear and those huskies? Yeah, those the polar bear and the huskies, although that bear has killed several huskies. <laughs> Um, or those bears have. Yeah, but just um, the bad ones. Something that I've learned in Yellowstone, actually, is that, like, so bears will often follow wolves in the winter be, or, like, when they come out of hibernation or right before they go into hibernation to scavenge off of wolf kills. So the wolves will kill, like, bison or elk or whatever, and then the bear rushes in, scares all the wolves off, eats its fill, and then the wolves come back and finish the rest of the kill. And so bears and wolves kind of had this, like, weird cooperation sometimes even though it's forced cooperation and then in yellowstone they've actually documented them playing together too where the bear Uh. will like lay on its back and kind of play with the wolves but for the most part you're right for the most part they hate each other wolves will typically engage with bears in like a defensive way or like try and scare them off and they'll fight but there are instances of both cooperation and play between the two so it, it can happen. So like if there was a buddy cop film starring a bear and a dog, you could see somehow them finally getting along. Yeah. Like, like at a first lethal, they're enemies. Lethal and weapon then like, kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Just yeah. like lethal weapon. The um, bear's like, I don't want a partner. And then they, yeah, I don't yeah, the chief I'm is like, you, really, you got to have a partner because you're a loose cannon. And eventually there will be the scene where the chief is like, Rex, gun and badge. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it'll just bark at him. Uh, we've had a couple shark attacks. Um, there was a 12 year old girl that was bitten by a shark in Maryland, which is like Maryland's first non fishing related shark bite ever, wow. um, which was interesting. And then a woman was bitten by a shark in Nova Scotia, and that was likely a great white because that's really the only shark they have up there that's going to bite people. Yeah, so a few shark attacks. There's just been a lot of attacks. I had a really hard time narrowing down what we wanted to talk about because there's a lot of stuff going on. There's three kids that were killed by lions in Africa. A lot of stuff is going on. What's like the... So you're working in Yellowstone, kind of like managing wildlife and humans, right? Like interaction? Yeah. My my official title is like I'm part of the bear management team. So what's the animal that like is most likely to attack a person in Yellowstone? A bison bison and that's just because people get so close to them right and right now the bison are in the rut so the males are super revved up trying to get females and they're just like always in the road much more active than typical running around and like pretty aggressive i shouldn't even say aggressive they're just like amped up yeah um so i one more story i wanted to talk about was a bison on bison one so this week i spent most of the week watching a carcass and seeing if bears were going to come down and feed on it, but it was mostly wolves. But this carcass happened because there's this, there's a video of this, and I'm going to post it to our Instagram because it's crazy. There's all these bison standing, and they're kind of doing typical bison shit, like one's rolling around, and they're just kind of like feeding and whatnot. And all of a sudden, like in this video, you see one just come charging out of nowhere and just totally headbutts another one and just kills it instantly. Like, kills it? Whoa. So they kind of have a soft spot on their forehead. And I think that one just managed to hit just the right spot. And its horn just goes right in. 
right oh, into man. this one's brain and just drops it like a sack of potatoes. And there's that's video crazy. of it. It's wild. And so that carcass ended up getting moved down the hill, and that's what all these wolves and stuff were feeding on this week. So, so it's pretty if a bison charges you, couldn't you just punch him right there and kill him? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> no, no. We're gonna do a bison a bison episode, but if anyone needs to know more about that, um, like if you are visiting Yellowstone soon or something, bison are one of the few animals we're gonna talk about where really the best thing you can do is just run away. If a bison's mm. coming at you, run away, try and put stuff in between you and it, whether that's like your vehicle. Well, if you got your vehicle there, get in your vehicle. <laughs> but if like there's trees or anything you can do to like put in front of like you and the bison, do that. Just get on the other side of Old Faithful. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, there you go. I feel like Donald Duck did that in a cartoon once. Anyway, those are the stories I had. I didn't. I mean, like I said, there's a million stories we could talk about. I have one we more have one really more. good one that I was researching, and it happened here in Utah, but we're going to actually have the person it happened to come on because you were able to get in contact with someone that knows him. Yeah. But yeah, it's like a really crazy alligator attack that just happened. Yeah, it's one that we posted and that a ton of people sent us, and it's really, yeah. it's really cool. So we're just waiting for her to join us. All right, so we have a special guest, Lindsay Bull, and she works at Scales and Tails here in, is it in Salt Lake, Lindsay? We're in West Valley. In West Valley. Okay. So you are on the podcast with us because you just had a pretty crazy encounter with an animal that you work with, right? That's right, yeah. Okay, do you want to kind of, so it's an alligator attack, and do you kind of want to run us through what happened? Sure, yeah. Um, I certainly wouldn't call it an attack, you know, like, it was, okay, perfect. <laughs> yeah, like my hand was in basically in the way of where his face was. And, you know, I was feeding him. So he was in it definitely in food mode and just kind of clamped down on what was there, touched him in the face. His food always touches him in the face or gets thrown in his mouth. So for all he knew, that was just another piece of Missouri. Yeah. Okay. And what were you feeding? Yeah, he was going to get some chicks and then just some like chicken breasts. <laughs> Okay, okay, so he just felt your hand and thought it was chicken, pretty much. Exactly. And clamped down. Okay. Yep. So, Lindsay, like, I know they have really kind of an intense response when they feel like anything hit inside of their mouth or whatever, they immediately snap down. And they do have one of the highest bite pressures, or crocodilians in general have one of the highest bite pressures of any animal out there. So, can you kind of just run us through how it felt to have an alligator? I mean, how big is that alligator, first of all? Yeah, Darth is eight foot six. Okay, so that's and not a small Darth, alligator. The name is Darth Gator. Oh, that's a good yeah. name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and this is, is he an alligator that you've worked with a lot? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I work with him like at least three times a week. I have a normal job during the day, like a desk job. I'm a consultant. Okay. But um, in the evenings, I like to either go rock climbing or run up there and see my boy Darth. Yeah, cool. I do think we should really quickly before, I guess I asked you a question, but I want to rewind a little bit. We should probably just, for whoever hasn't seen this video, what's happening is Lindsay's in there. She's doing a demonstration. There's some visitors watching and you're feeding. Well, it's, that's what's like kind of funny about it. Not to interrupt. I don't know if funny is the right word, but it was like a fifth grade. It's like a five-year-old's birthday party, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. She turned five. There's just like, 
I, I mean, funny is not the right word, but it's like made the video kind of unique that there's just all these little kids watching and no one yeah. knows what's going on, you know? Oh, yeah. Pressed up against the glass. Very memorable yeah. for those kids. <laughs> they look pretty entertained instead of like, oh, there's, too. there's one kid that's just like smiling the <laughs> like, whole time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, those kids are so cute, too. They were like apprehensive when they first came to the shop. But that's what we love is to like get people in there and get their hands on stuff and let them see that, you know, these animals, they've been absolutely like sensationalized in media. And so they're really scary, but you can come meet them and and hold them and they're not. So at that point they were all like, Oh yeah, the shop's pretty cool. Like let's hold some more stuff. And then (laughs) they were like, wait, maybe we don't want to hold everything. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, the video, like you see Lindsay feeding and then, your hand ends up getting bit and the gator ends up doing the death roll. And I'm going to have you explain all that because you're the expert here. But then a, a like a actual bystander jumps Donnie in and helps Wiseman. you. Okay. Donnie Wiseman yeah. uh, helps yeah, you he- yeah, with getting the gator off your hand and everything. So if you haven't seen this video, you guys should definitely watch it. We're not doing it justice. But uh, can you explain, like, tell the story a little bit, what happened from your perspective? Yeah. Um, yeah. And a little bit of it is like, I'm not entirely sure how my hand ended up in his mouth. Um, I actually haven't myself watched the video. I promised some of my coworkers that we'd like watch it together. Okay. Um. (laughs) We haven't had a chance to do that yet, but yeah. So I went in just to feed him and he knows he's trained to respond to different commands. And so he knows he's not supposed to be up on the platform. Um, when I opened the door like that, and so I go in and you can see me initially, I think I told him to, to go back. It's just a command that he knows means go back in your water. You're not, you're not doing what I want you to get in the water and then you're going to get fed. And he decides instead to kind of push forward a little bit. He's like more excited than usual. So where there was public washing rather than struggle back and forth with him, I just went ahead and went to push him back uh, by the mandible. Something I've done lots of times before, but for whatever reason, he, he turned off my hand and my hand didn't clear and so he just snatched it that's my best guess is that like he turned and my hand was just in the way and once it hit his face it was over yeah that's Uh, pretty much what it looks like watching the video glad i remember it semi-accurately and then from that point i remember everything i think um yeah and you guys can jump in you're like if you've seen the video and i'm saying no no we want to hear it from you i yeah (laughs) okay um so then at that point he had he had my arm and he like instantly you're like okay is he gonna is he gonna roll or not so I'm watching him to see what his behavior is to see if I can call it you know I'm outside of the enclosure and he's inside the enclosure so if he rolls I'm in a bad position and if I think he's gonna roll it's advantageous for me to climb in with him so he thrashed his head first which is just something they'll do like if you were to give them a rabbit or something and they didn't think they could they weren't sure how big it was they might thrash to rip off a piece of it Um, But with prey items that are much bigger than that, that's when they'll go into the roll. So he thrashes first. And (laughs) I, at that point, grab him by the face just so that if he, you know, that hurt, (laughs) like, I don't want him to do that again. Um, So I grabbed him by the face to see if I could keep a little bit better control or just have more contact with him. And at that point he pulls back and I can't say for sure if it was because I grabbed his face or because he was gearing up for a roll, but he does do that before he rolls. And so as he was pulling back, I just went ahead and climbed in with him. And then the next thing I knew I was, you know, in my head is like, Hey, he's either going to roll or he's not. Yeah. I'm just 
trying to mentally prepare myself for it. And then I saw him go belly up. And at that point, just dropped my shoulder and rolled with him. I think we maybe rolled twice. And then at that point, my body had kind of like oriented in a way where I could slip my legs around his neck. And so I, I don't have like a ton of wrestling experience or anything, but I was like, if I can get my legs around his neck and like lock them like a triangle choke or something. You look like a pro. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> I can attribute that back to Coach Howington at Deer Creek High School where I grew All up. Right. He, uh, yeah, taught me everything I know <laughs> um, in terms of wrestling. But anyway, I was thinking if my legs were like wrapped around him like that and he went to roll again, then it'd be a lot easier me, for me to roll with him. That makes sense. Yeah. Or if he was like thinking about rolling and I was able to like tighten up on his neck that maybe right. I could even keep him from rolling. But as I'm like going through that in my head, all of a sudden this angel jumps up on the platform next to me and he's like, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? And initially I was kind of like, don't do anything because you're not, you're not, you're just like some random person in this store. But Donnie and I had talked before and he told me that he had worked with giant rock pythons before and even owned some snakes, large snakes and had some experience working with reptiles. And so where we'd had that conversation and I had already gotten Darth Gator to the point where even if he, at that point where my legs are next to his head, like if Donnie jumped and Darth Gator thrashed side to side for him, he'd have gotten my leg, not, not Donnie, you know? And so I was like, he'd jump on his back was, you know, like (laughs) Possibly he's not going to roll. Possibly he does. But if you get on his back, he's definitely not going to. And I'm like, your mindset is still just like keep him from rolling. Like that's your main priority. Yeah, exactly. But then once he had jumped onto the back, he said, okay, now what? And I said, just don't let him roll. (laughs) So I'm like, get get all your weight on. I'm like, sit all your weight down because I'll do trainings for our staff. And we have like a modified jump so that you don't put all your weight on him, like trying to make it as comfortable as possible with Darth you don't like slam down on him. You like jump and land on your knees and then sit down on him and put all your weight. But it's really hard to remember. Like, you know, you're working with this dangerous animal right. and you're trying to go through these new muscle memory things. And so a lot of them will keep like their butt hovering over the top of him. And so he's still like all moving around and, and trying to get free. So it's, you know, like people need the reminder for whatever reason, like put all your weight down and uh, so Donnie, I think you can see him like cramming Darth into the ground. He's like, no, you're not going to roll. He was such a hero. Like he just was on it so fast. But um, yeah, he, he holds Darth down perfectly. He and really at that did. point, he went in like yeah. quick. He reacted yeah. fast to it. And he committed to he was like on top of that gator. Yeah, which is so important when you're doing stuff like that, because if you're not fully committed, that's when you get most of the time. That's when people get injured is because they're like, should I do it? Should I not? And like they have those integumentary sensory organs. They know where you're at in the water. So if you're hesitating, splashing around next to them or whatever, they're just going to grab you. So yeah, yeah, man, he was so fast, so committed. And then he, from what I remember, like as I was possibly in shock, he had like a really good jump too. He had great form, (laughs) Yeah. Um, but yeah, so he, he did all that perfectly. And then he's sitting there. And at that point, I'm like a little relieved because he's not going to roll. I'm probably going to keep my arm at least hopefully depending on how bad the cuts are. And so I was just kind of waiting for him to let go. So eventually they'll realize like, this isn't a food item or somebody's on my back and I'm no longer a predator, but a prey. And so So to get, to get him off of your hand, did you guys try to pry his mouth open or you just waited? 
I think for a second, I pushed on his mouth a little bit to see if he would just release, but he didn't. (laughs) And so kind of waited it out. Just waited. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, props to you too, because you stayed so calm the whole time. That's, that's (laughs) what I was just about to say. Like, like if you like edited it where there's no alligator in the video, you wouldn't even like know anything was going wrong. Right. I feel like. Yeah. I I was going (laughs) to say we, so we've been hesitant to invite quote unquote victims onto the podcast just because sometimes people do a lot of stuff wrong and we don't want to have to be like, Hey, you did stuff wrong. And from what I know about alligators, I've, I've been able to go out with alligator biologists and like do some captures and stuff. You did everything so well, avoiding, you know, rolling with the roll, locking your legs around it to me was just something I'd never even thought of. And it was so smart. And then just like how calm you were waiting for it just to open its mouth. I, I, yeah, props. I can't believe how you, how well you handled that. So, um, Thank anyway, you. yeah, sorry. We just needed how, to see your phrases. How is your hand doing? Yeah, it's good. Um, I've got it like oh, propped up right here. Yeah, I yeah. Can many, quite the cast. How many stitches and, and stuff did you get? Somebody told me to ask that, and I, I didn't think of it probably because I was high on pain meds for yeah. like three days. <laughs> nice. Yeah. <laughs> But a lot. But as far as you know, it's a lot. Yeah. Like our coyotes. But you're, you're going to get like a full recovery. That's what the surgeon said. He's saying it should be back to 100% um, cool. after rehab. Good. So yeah. just to like to finish the story really quick, then like you waited until it opened its mouth. But then this dude stuck <laughs> on the alligator still, which yeah. was yeah. obviously like an interesting experience for him. So what for happened like after a, that? Another like 20 seconds yeah. after you got yeah. out. Yeah. So that it was like, you know, first I'm wondering about the roll then we're rolling then I'm wondering if he's gonna keep rolling so it's like just checkbox after checkbox after checkbox and it, that was like the final thing you know like the final yeah. boss I'm out of the enclosure yeah. and yeah. then I was like oh my gosh he's still on Darth I've got to get him off but I'm about to pass out so yeah. my head's all ringing and everything I, I think I like lean on the enclosure because I just had like no heartbeat at all yeah <laughs> and he's looking at me he's like what do I do and I just tried to I don't know how well I did at that point, but I just tried to explain to him, like, you need to put your hands on his neck and then push him away while you step off the back. And whether I explained it well or not, he did it right and got yeah. out safely. So it's just, it's like, cool that, like just having seen your hand right now and like knowing that there is significant damage there that you are still able to like keep your composure and like <laughs> keep him, keep talking to it. Like, I, I don't know. It just seems like it'd be really hard to talk him through it at that point when you're out and like, you're kind of assessing yourself a bit too, you know? For sure. That was like, good job. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Good job. Not losing your hand too. I mean, it's an alligator and not a small alligator. Like eight feet isn't nothing. That's a decent sized gator. Um, Yeah. He's a pretty big boy. He's got a lot of fight. Yeah. The rolling behavior. That's mostly them trying to rip off chunks to like something that it can swallow. And, yeah. and so for people out there, like part of our podcast is explaining to people what you do if you are, you know, if you do have some sort of encounter incident with the, that same animal. And yeah, again, we don't love using the word attacked, but that's just kind of the, <laughs> the name that people usually give it. But if you were bitten by an alligator and you're in your situation, what do you do if it is trying to roll? Roll with it. Yeah. With so it. it's, it seems counterintuitive, but the closer you can be to him, the more control you're going to have over the whole situation. So my arm's stuck in his mouth. Obviously I want my arm out, but grabbing his mouth and holding it shut on my arm enables me to have some type of control over what's going on. 
especially where like what he wants to do is <laughs> take that arm and twerk it over to the side and roll it. If I've got another arm on there, that makes it a lot easier for me to initiate the roll on my end rather than just being like ripped into the roll because my arm's breaking. And you probably can anticipate what it's about to do a little bit better when you have both arms on it like that. Definitely. And as far as like wild alligators, what can people do to avoid getting bit by an alligator? (laughs) So where there are wild alligators, there are always signs that say avoid this area. But I would say the number one thing for people that live in those areas, don't feed them. The easiest way to make sure that you're going to cause a problem is by giving them food because then they they associate that area with getting fed. And so if something does touch them or something does splash the water, they're a lot more likely to be reactive. And then two, obviously they're going to associate it with an easy place to get food. So yeah, keep yourself safe. Don't, don't feed them. And those are, those are laws in those places. They say, don't feed alligators. Just, you know, follow what what's written in law. We've done one alligator episode and it was an alligator that had been fed a lot. And so when the, the kid that ended up getting killed by this alligator the idea is that like when he approached the water, the gator was probably like, oh, here comes something that feeds me, you know, and like waiting for food. Kind of like you mentioned how Darth Gator was in food mode. That alligator probably was the same thing where it was just like, oh, here comes food. And then he jumps in the water and it's like, I guess this is what I'm eating, you know? Yeah. So, Lindsay, I have one more question oh, for yeah. you. Uh, how are you feeling about like going back to work and like seeing Darth again after all of it? I'm looking forward to that more than anything right now. Really? Oh, yeah. That's cool. And that's how, like, people should be. Like, animals, I don't know. They're cool. Like, you should want to interact with them. So I love that. Well, and he was doing what comes naturally to him. He wasn't acting, uh, uh, you know, out of his natural behavior. He was acting like an alligator. Yeah, and again, like, you did, like, you handled the whole thing so well. Uh, The guy that helped you handled it really well. And it ended up being, like, (laughs) a really neat video that I think people can learn a lot from. So we were thrilled that we got to have you on the podcast because yeah, this just happened. Like on. as we're talking, people can't see this, but like Lindsay's got a big old cast on her hand. So like this did just happen. When did you get out of the hospital? Yesterday. Yesterday. Okay, yeah. cool. Um, and for those of you who maybe do live in Utah, uh, quick pitch for scales and tails. Uh, you guys do some really cool work there. We've interacted with Scales and Tails a few times. There's some really cool educational programs that they do. Um, is there anything else you want to say about Scales and Tails? Yeah, come in and learn about reptiles, but specifically come see Darth Gator. Yeah. <laughs> the coolest thing about Darth, like he got famous overnight, right? For doing something that literally every single alligator, like the millions of alligators that exist in the world do. But Darth Gator's trained and he knows how to respond to certain commands and he's kind of really amazing to watch so we're probably not going to be doing public feedings for a while for obvious reasons yeah Um, (laughs) but when we start back up like yeah come see darth and see what he's capable of yeah i want to go see him we we definitely want to come visit you guys yeah mike did you have any questions uh no just uh, getting really excited to go see darth now i think we should take a tooth and claw field trip Lindsay, we really appreciate having you on thanks so much for telling the story and for uh educating us a little bit about gator behavior yeah thanks for the invite yep we'll talk to you later pleasure see see you guys bye that was really cool talking to Lindsay. the video was amazing and i think jeff what we were saying like the way she responded to it was so good yeah she was incredibly calm it's almost like weird how calm she was like yeah like, like she's 
she's just like resting on her hand and like looking at it while it's munching her other hand. Yeah. I love that she like can't wait to get back and see Darth again too. I know. Mike, what were your thoughts listening in? Well, that was my, I don't know. I just think that's really cool that these people that spend so much time around animals, the relationship is almost strengthened even like a bond, yeah. a closer and tighter bond with the animal is formed after going through. It was kind of like almost not even in a, again, we don't want to say the word attack, but um, it well, felt like an experience. Of it being yeah. an attack. Well, yeah. it felt like an experience that they shared, you know, it was almost kind of like a, a thing that now she has a tighter bond with this animal that totally munched her hand. It's It's really funny. Yeah. I mean, Like we mentioned, we haven't had victims on the podcast, and I think it's because we don't necessarily want, A, to cause them to have to relive their trauma, or B, to have to talk about maybe what they potentially did wrong and disrespect them in that that kind of way. But it was so great to have Lindsay on because she really didn't do anything wrong. Like, it was just a freak accident where she got bit, and then she acted, like, totally appropriately following the bite. It's funny because... When you asked her, like, what you should do if you're being attacked by an alligator, yeah, I was thinking of me and Mike's "What would you do" on yeah. the alligator episode, <laughs> like, and I wanted to be like, so should you do should you do a barrel roll the opposite direction to it, <laughs> yeah. or should you drop an elbow drop from a tree onto it? When I was like a, a lot, like a long time ago, I actually like I'm gonna admit something. Here's a confession for the podcast. I had a pet alligator for a little bit. Uh, when it was pretty small, um, you shouldn't have them. It was a dumb decision. I was young. Sorry. It ended up going to a rescue organization, but I did. And I got bit once on my finger by this alligator as I was feeding it a pinky, which is like a frozen mouse. It really hurt. It hurt really bad. It went right through my fingernail. Uh, it was awful. And so I can't imagine what it feels like to have your entire hand and like arm munched by an alligator, but I don't think I could be as calm as she was. I was. I don't think I would. I was surprised when she showed us her hand and it was just like a club. Like yeah, full cast. on cast. Yeah. yeah. Anyways, such a cool video. Uh, you guys should look it up. Um, I'm excited for her to watch it with her friends. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, She's like saving it. And I do think if you get the opportunity to go visit Scales and Tails in Utah, they have a really cool educational program. They have a lot of cool reptiles. I know they have like... Some venomous snakes. They, I think they have a Gila monster. They've got an alligator for sure. They got some cool stuff to see. So even if they're not doing feedings, go check them out because go say cool. hi to Lindsay and tell her you yeah. heard her on Tooth and Claw. Tell her we sent you. Yeah, <laughs> she'll give you five dollars off your ticket price. Mike, did you get did you get turned on by that alligator while you're watching that video? So I have a confession to make. Okay. I haven't seen the video either. I had no oh, idea what Mike. we were even talking about. <laughs> Is that why you were so like quiet on the whole time? our Instagram story? <laughs> yeah, I don't. F- Mike's what are not you on Instagram. Talking about him. You yeah. think I follow us? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, do you guys have anything else you want to say? Thanks, Lindsay. That was really cool to hear it from you. Yeah, Mike. Thanks. You should watch our Instagram videos every yeah, now and then. Serious, Mike. Maybe you should. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) thanks also to Lindsay's coworker, Riley, who, uh, put us in touch with her and for messaging us. And thanks to all of you guys for sending us animal attack and like animal incident stories that you guys find. Um, I think in our first episode, we mentioned that we're going to use the word attack, but since we've had, you know, since 
Lindsay did correct us on that, which she was right to do. I wanted to mention again, we say attack just because it's kind of the easiest way to say it, but a lot of these things aren't attacks. They're just the animal responding to something that the human's done, or and in some cases what the human's done wrong. So we call them attacks, but a lot of these are real, actually just kind of like responses. Yeah, I think attack kind of works for me still because it's like if a homeless guy came and bit me and he didn't realize he was biting me, I was still attacked by him. That is a weird example. Yeah, don't say that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I just think like attack's an easy word to use. It's what it's like colloquially. I can't say that word. Can you say that word, Mike? Colloquially? Yeah, that's what like we say. Is that right? Yeah, that sounds wrong. Jeff, why don't you try colloquially? That actually wasn't bad. Uh Yeah, it works for my stammer because that's all it is. Yeah, it just sounds like a stammer. Anyway, uh, we are going to say attack sometimes, but it's usually the animal responding to something the human did. Okay. Uh, well, I think that's it for this week. Thanks again, guys. We love you guys. Check out our Patreon if you want more content. And thanks for all the nice reviews and ratings and messages and everything. This has been really fun. Yeah, I had fun. Mike, did you have fun? The best time of my life. All right. Uh, all right. Thanks, we'll guys. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Love you. See ya. Whether you're in a relationship, single, or recently heartbroken, you could be navigating some tough stuff. And it really can be challenging to do this on your own. We all need help when it comes to our relationships, very specifically, our love lives. I'm Jillian, and each week on my podcast, Jillian on Love, I share skills on how to strengthen our relationships, how to build a stronger sense of self, and how to heal heartbreak and choose better partners. Learn how to start making change today and search for Julian on Love wherever you're listening now.